The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Here are your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. I'm your co-host, Adam Spees. And today we have two contenders here to battle it out in our trivia game. In one corner, you don't have to yell. On dumb questions, he doesn't dwell. Because he's just swell. It's Adam Wendell. Adam, welcome to the show. Uh, Tell the folks at home a a little bit about you. Sure. I'm Adam Wendell. I am uh, a lawyer working for the federal government here in the suburbs of Washington, D.C. Got dogs, cats, kids, you know, full house, but not a fuller house. (laughs) No, that's that's a terrible (laughs) show. All right. In the other corner, Captain's Log. We've entered the TTT Nebula, and he's going to lead an away team to defeat his trivia opponent. It's Captain Matt Kirk. Matt, welcome back to the show. Remind the folks at home a little bit about you. Howdy. God, I hope so. I've had two losses on this show so far. So <laughs> you were about really to say hungry for that win. curse, weren't you? <laughs> um, my name is Matt Kirk. I'm in San Diego, uh, casino worker at the moment, looking to get out of that, get back to the, you know, more serious uh, career path. But uh, we'll see how that goes. All right, folks. Well, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, before we get started, I would like to know Matt and Adam just a little bit better. And since I had kind of a like fast food chicken for lunch, I want you to tell me what is your favorite fast food chicken item? So I'm not necessarily looking for like your favorite fast food chicken, you know, specific place, just an item that, you know, could be from any any fast food chain. Oh, mm. uh, it I, I I'm going to go. Probably standard on the board here, but it's the Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich. Okay. All right. I'm going to need you to engage your theater of the mind for this one because I, I do this special order at Carl's Jr. or I guess Hardee's for y'all East, East Coast folks. Mm-hmm. You take the ingredients for a Western bacon cheeseburger, take the burger out, ask for their hand-breaded chicken patty, and it is the bee's knees. It is fantastic. All right. Can you re- repeat that one more time? Because I'm trying to envision it in my head. <laughs> so you just just list of ingredients. You know, you have sure. your you have your bun, you have your onion rings. Instead of the burger, you insert the hand breaded chicken pet chicken patty that they have at Hardee's and Carl's Jr. Then you okay. have your barbecue or sorry your cheese, and then your barbecue sauce and Bob's your uncle. All right. 
Um, I would have to say for me, my number one item, it, it's got to be the Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit in uh, the breakfast in, in the morning. Oh, that's a good one. The sandwich is fine. Um, but the biscuit for me in the morning, it's just there's just something about do it. Do you do eggs and cheese on the biscuit? Uh, I do. I will do cheese, but I will not oh, do eggs. It's so good with with all of it. I don't eat I, a Chick Fil A like, for you know. Oh, uh, completely understandable. I don't yeah. blame anybody who chooses not to eat Chick Fil A. Uh, yeah. Not understandable. Yeah. Um, I, I could do egg, but like the chicken's pretty big enough as it is, and you know I don't want to, have to shove my that whole thing in my mouth. I think I have a winner here, and unfortunately. Uh, if you can, if you can see me, you can see how white my skin is. I just don't really do spicy. <laughs> That's my only thing. Um, That's racist. Uh, but uh, against what? Against me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I guess. I have whiter friends than you that eat the hot sauce all the time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm pretty pasty, and I'm I, I'm I'm the spicier the better. Okay. I'm the guy that will get the spiciest version of the chicken wing at any place just to see how spicy it is. That's impressive. Well, you are a uh, better man than I, sir, because um, I just don't do spice all that much. Uh, so, but I do enjoy actually the western uh, the western uh, burger from Carl's Jr. So I might actually have to try that out. Uh, so Matt is going to get to pick first here to start off round one. What category would you like? Hmm. All right. Let's try toys and games. Okay. It's the two thousands. Name this two thousand and four first person shooter game published by Ubisoft. It's set on a mysterious tropical archipelago and follows Jack Carver, a former American Special Forces operative, as he searches for the female journalist Valerie Constantine, who accompanied him to the islands but went missing after their boat was destroyed by mercenaries. Uh, FPS is not my jam. Um, 2004. This was just before I started college. Um, okay, so thinking of stuff back then i'm trying not to give clues to my opponent who will probably steal this question um let's see can you read the character names one more time please sure uh it follows jack carver uh former american special forces operative as he searches for valerie constantine thought this might help but they did not um it's not that one I don't actually know the story behind the one that I'm zeroing in on, so that might be a good thing. Uh, I'll say Unreal. Unreal is incorrect. Adam, can you steal? Almost certainly not. This is also not my thing. <laughs> uh, that, and that's a, it's a period of time, too, when I was old enough that I didn't play a lot of games, but my I was before kids, so I wasn't playing games with them yet either. Um, I... I Right. Rather than pass, I'll just say the wrong answer of Uncharted. Uncharted is incorrect. Uh, this was the game Far Cry. Oh, okay. Okay. I worked in a game store. We sold that one, but I never actually played it. All right. No points awarded. And we are over to Adam. What category would you like? Uh, let's start with TV. Okay. And you're going way back to the 50s. All right. Who boy. What 1950 to 56 half-hour American Western TV series starring Duncan Rinaldo in the title role and Leo Carrillo as the jovial sidekick Poncho was the first television show produced fully in color? Because of this, it lasted longer in syndication, in syndication than some of its black-and-white contemporaries when color TVs became the household norm. All right, I should know what show Poncho is from. Why? Hmm. Trying to think of, like, the Nick at Night what was on Nick at Night? Um, 
too early for Bonanza. Uh, then you said title role, so it's going to be someone's name. I'm going to guess Bat Masterson. Bat Masterson is incorrect. Matt, can you steal? Uh, it depends. Can you read it one more time, please? If I must. Whew, okay. <laughs> what 1950 to 56 half-hour American Western TV series starring Duncan Ronaldo in the title role and Leo Carrillo as the jovial sidekick Poncho was the first television show produced fully in color. Because of this, it lasted longer in syndication than some of its black and white contemporaries when color TVs became the household norm. 50 to 56, you said? I did. Okay. Well, that's Western. All right. Has to have a title character. So the first thing that pops in my head is The Rifleman but I don't know if that was actually produced in color or not. The color aspect gets me thinking about Disney because they were uh, on the vanguard of doing shows in color with, um, you know, the wonderful world of color and all that. Um, they had a Zorro show. I don't know that I would call Zorro a Western show. Maybe. Poncho um, would certainly fit. Leo Carrillo is also kind of tickling a part of my brain, and I'm, I, I think I know who that is. But I don't, I don't know of any half-hour shows that he was on in the fifties. Oh goodness! Um, let's see, what else can I think of for westerns between the Rifleman and Zorro? Um, Lone Ranger, maybe? No, Lone Ranger was black and white. That was way back in the forties. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna say the Rifleman and save save us the time. The Rifleman is incorrect. Uh, this was called the Cisco Kid. Oh. Okay. Not in the punch bowl. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Frisco kid. Yeah, yeah, right. he's he's at Hardy's. That's the D Space oh, Nine spinoff, right? Uh, or there you with go. Jake. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. I guess two points for me so far. <laughs> so far. So we're all back to the beginning. So Matt, which category would you like? Uh, let's try slang. Okay. Lucky you. We're staying in the fifties. And we have a question from Janelle Alstead Matson. Thank you, Janelle. Thanks, Janelle. Thanks. Mm -hmm. This portmanteau gained traction in the 50s, describing a room where students might put on a play when they weren't having lunch. Lunch. Well, you have a play in an auditorium. You have lunch in a cafeteria. Uh, smash them together. Auditoria or cafetoria. <laughs> Oh, uh, sure. Let's go with cafetorium. How about that? Cafetorium is correct. Wow. <laughs> no. Yeah. Never even heard of uh, that. That's hilarious. Now, nowadays, we actually call it an MPR, which stands for multi-purpose multi room. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just lame. Cafetorium is much nicer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We finally got some point on the board. So let's go back to Adam. Right, let's well, get you some points, sir. In what category is that going to happen? Let's try sports. Okay. Hey, third time's the charm in the 50s. <laughs> Randy Turpin, Turpin was a British boxer who became world middleweight champion when he defeated what sweet American Hall of Famer in 1951? All right. But can you read it again? Just the weight class? Sure. Sure. I'm just going to read the whole thing. Okay. Randy Turpin was a British boxer who became the world middleweight champion when he defeated what sweet American Hall of Famer in 1951. 50s and sweet. I hope this is Sugar Ray Robinson. Sugar Ray Robinson is correct. It's going to be one of the Sugar Rays. Well, I was hoping there wasn't like a sweet pea or something that yeah, I didn't know about. Sure. 
All right, back to Matt. Sir, what category do we want? Hmm. Let's try movies. Okay. With now it's the nineties. In what loose adaptation of Shakespeare's Henry the Fourth does a gay hustler afflicted with narcolepsy and the rebellious son of a mayor travel from Portland, Oregon, to the hustler's home, and finally to the coast of Italy in a quest to find his estranged mother? Along the way, they turn tricks for money and drugs and eventually attracting the attention of a wealthy benefactor and sexual deviant. Sadly, no, B- no, sadly, no B-52s on the soundtrack. Well, that was a lot. Um, <laughs> can we get it one You're... more time, please? <laughs> sure. Let me take a deep breath here. In what loose adaptation of Shakespeare's Henry IV does a gay hustler afflicted with narcolepsy and the rebellious son of a mayor travel from Portland, Oregon to the hustler's home and finally to the coast of Italy in a quest to find his estranged mother. Along the way, they turn tricks for money and drugs, eventually attracting the attention of a wealthy benefactor and sexual deviant. Sadly, no, B- no B-52s on the soundtrack. Okay. My only way in here is going to be the B-52s. I'm going to start thinking of some track names and pick one that sounds good. All right, we'll just go with Love Shack because that's, uh, that's sexual deviant. That sounds good for Love Shack. Sure, Love Shack. Love Shack is incorrect. Adam, can you steal? Well, we'll see. It's uh, uh, I also got to go the B-52s route here, so it'd be really weird if it was Rock Lobster. Um, so let's try Rome. Rome is probably my favorite B-52 yeah. song, but unfortunately not the correct answer. Uh, this film starred River Phoenix and Keanu Reeves. It's My Own Private Idaho. Oh, wow. Oh. I know of the movie, but somehow never managed to watch it. TIL, that it was based on Henry IV. Loosely, loosely based on Henry IV. All right, we are back to Adam. Left, we've got music, news and politics, fashion, literature, and food. Let's go news and politics. Okay, news and politics. It's the 60s. In 1968, Norwell Roberts became what city's first black police officer. He was often seen on point duty near Charing Cross Station. Unless there's more than one Charing Cross Station, I'm hoping that's London. London is correct. All right, back to Matt. Uh, Let's go for food. All right, a little food, also from the 60s. This surprisingly American ice cream company was founded by Reuben and Rose Mattis in the Bronx in 1960. Um, I actually knew this one um, when you said surprisingly American, because it's Haagen-Dazs. Yep. Haagen-Dazs is correct. All right, Adam. Let's go music. And your decade is the 60s. Three in a row for that one, too. Think cautiously about this 1969 number one hit, Elvis's last number one before his death in 1977. Think cautiously... Elvis, late Elvis. I'm hoping this is Suspicious Minds. Suspicious Minds is correct. All right, Matt, looks like we've got fashion and literature. I'll take literature. Okay, even though you said it incorrectly, and that's why you were given the 50s. Uh, This is another question from Janelle. Thank you, Janelle. Thanks, Janelle. Published in 1951, this novel's protagonist has become an icon of teenage rebellion in a sea of phonies. While the book has caught on as a, quote, required reading for high schoolers, 
there has never been a film adaptation. Well, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's been banned in several states for its flirting with the idea of uh, polyamorism. I'm going to say Catcher in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye is correct. All right. And that leaves Fashion for Adam. It does. And we're at the 2000s. A yellow bracelet with this word etched on it was super fashionable to wear in the early 2000s. It came from Lance Armstrong's foundation to aid cancer victims. And this was a question from Jackie LeFave. Thank you, Jackie. Jackie. Thank you, Jackie, for giving me a sports question in the fashion category, because that is Livestrong. Livestrong is correct. All right. That is the end of round one. Adam, what is our score? Thanks to that uh, wonderful question from Jackie LeFave that was gotten by Adam. He has a slight lead with 40 to Matt's 30. All right, so we got a close game going on. Matt got to pick first in round one. So, Adam, you're going to pick for him to start off round two. Which category do you want to give him? Got to go fashion. Shocked. Shocked, I tell you. It's the 70s. The term for this clothing item was first used by Women's Wear Daily in 1970 to describe shorts made in luxury fabrics such as velvet and satin for fashionable wear, but has since become a generic term for any pair of extremely short shorts. Mm. One more time, please. The term for this clothing item was first used by Women's Wear Daily in 1970 to describe shorts made in luxury fabrics such as velvet and satin for fashionable wear, but has since become a generic term for any pair of extremely short shorts. Mm. I don't think we're talking about that. So about booty shorts. Booty shorts is incorrect. Adam, can you steal? I mean, booty shorts is probably better than anything that I'm going to come up with. I mean, the only 70s short shorts, nah, it's, it can't be, it's too early. It can't be Daisy Dukes, because those would be jean shorts. Um, hip huggers? Hip huggers is also incorrect. Yeah, Daisy, Daisy Dukes uh, was my original thought, and I was like, no, I just talked about luxury fabrics and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the term hot pants. Pants, uh, pants oh, yeah. Hot pants were like a longer thing. Eh, this is See, flat. I'm going to blame that on my mother fashion. for being a prude and not wearing such <laughs> nonsensical <laughs> items of clothing. How dare she? At least not around me. So that's probably good yeah. on her part. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right, Matt, you're now picking for Adam. All right. How about sports on the off chance that he might get it wrong and I could steal in some near universe. <laughs> there you go. It's possible. The decade is the 70s. In 1971, what player, whose real first name was Leroy, became the first electee of the Negro League Committee to be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame? All right. I, I know one Negro Leaguer whose name was Leroy, and that would be Leroy Satchel Page. Satchel Page is correct. All right, Adam, you were picking for Matt. Um, let's go slang. And that decade is the 90s. Hey, I was alive then. All right, we have another question from Janelle. Thank you, Janelle. Thanks, Janelle. Wayne and Garth popularized this saying used to crassly compliment a good-looking woman. Or a good-looking person, actually. If I'm thinking of the right thing, it's also a sound effect. So let me um, <clears throat> swing. Swing is correct. <laughs> swing. Audi, audi, audi. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. All right, Matt. What do you want to give to Adam? Uh, let's see. How about what do I not want? 
literature, sure. All right, literature coming to Adam, and it is the 60s. You're going to try so hard every time just to make sure that gets into every it's episode. It's got to get into every episode now, John. <laughs> I, I would have said it had I gotten the, the opportunity to pick the category, but... Uh... Right. There you go. All right, we have a question from Jody Steele. Thank you, Jody. Thanks, Jody. Written in 1961, this book by Sheila Burnford tells the tale of Luoth, Bodger, and Tao, three pets who travel 300 miles across the Canadian wilderness to find their human family. It was adopted by Disney not once but twice in 1963 and 1993. I know the movie. I love the, the, the old, the original version of the movie. That was definitely one we had on video and we watched as kids all the time. So the second remake was called something else. I think the book and the first movie were both called The Incredible Journey. The Incredible Journey is correct. I think the second remake was the same name. It just oh, wasn't very wasn't good. one of them Homeward Bound? Yeah, the subtitle was in The Incredible Journey. Homeward right, Bound, right, The right. Incredible Journey, yep. All right, Adam, you got your point, and now you get to pick for Matt. Let's go Toys and Games. Okay, little Toys and Games from the 50s. Kids all over the world have learned to walk with the assistance of this popular toy by Fisher-Price, which came out in 1957. Looked more like a vacuum cleaner than a maze burster. Maze burster. Oh, dear. Um, you're not picking up what you're laying down the maze burster thing. But I think I know which... Um, I wouldn't really call it a toy as so much as a mobility device. But sure, it had toys on it. I guess we that cla that calls that classifies as a toy. Um, if that's a Tremors reference, I'm not getting it because I've never seen that movie. Um you should. Tremors yeah. is a phenomenal movie. Yeah. Um, the thing that's in my brain right now is Wacky Walker, but that's the that's the plastic thing that goes down the stairs. So that's that's not what we're talking about. Um, oh, um, creepy crawler, creepy crawler. How about that? Creepy crawler is incorrect. Adam, can you steal? I think so. So I think the maze in your clue was M-A-I-Z-E and not M-A-Z-E. And we're talking about corn. And I think because you push this thing and the little balls would pop around, I think it was called the corn popper. Corn popper is correct. Never in a million years. <laughs> I, I would not have gotten that if it was the question was to me. I needed all of your thinking time to think about that. Oh, good. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, all right. Well, Adam got the steal. So, Matt, now you've got to give him a category. We've got movies, music, TV, news and politics, and food left. Food. All right. Food for Adam. And it's the 50s. Oh, boy. I'm not really sure how this product, made by adding dry chicken soup mix to grains and pasta, was and introduced in 1958, became the San Francisco treat. Oh, well, that, uh, that's rice-a-roni. I, I, I can't even say anything clever about that. <laughs> rice-a-roni is correct. All right, what do you want to give to Matt? Music. Okay. It's the 2000s. What 2005 Mariah Carey song spent 14 weeks at number one on the Billboard Top 100? It was tied for the most weeks of the two, for the most weeks of the two thousands with Black Eyed Peas two thousand nine song. I got a feeling. Most of my Mariah Carey knowledge is from the nineties, not the two thousands. Um, this is one of her later songs. Um, oh well, that could be that could be it. Can you read it one more time, please? 
Mm-hmm. What 2005 Mariah Carey song spent 14 weeks at number one on the Billboard Top 100? It was tied for the most weeks of the 2000s with Black Eyed Peas' 2009 song, I Got a Feeling. Tied with the Black Eyed Peas' 2009 song for, for most weeks like ever? For most weeks at number one in the 2000s. In the 2000s, okay. I don't know when she recorded that, but... I feel like it was later and she was trying to get back. She was trying to kickstart a, a, re, a reboot. Um, so I'll say all I want for Christmas is you. All I want for Christmas is you is incorrect. Adam, can you steal? Probably not. This is definitely outside of my music wheelhouse. Uh, I'll just go with fantasy. Fantasy is also incorrect. Oh, that was, that was uh, a this, 90s one. That was yeah. a really, really couldn't one. think of anything that could be recent. Or uh, the only other thing I was thinking of was One Sweet Day with the uh, Boys to Men Club. That was also in the 90s, I'm pretty I sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this was the song We Belong Together. Oh, uh, We hmm. Belong Together. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. All right. Let's see here. Uh, Matt, you are now picking for Adam. Uh, news and politics. Okay. And it's the 70s. The legend lives on from the Chippewa on down. That what U.S. Great Lakes bulk freighter uh, foundered on Lake Superior with the loss of all 29 crewmen on November 10th, 1975. So this is also a music question. And uh, this, I, I think so, anyway. I think this is the Edmund Fitzgerald. The SS Edmund Fitzgerald is correct. All right. And all right. it's me, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, let's keep TV and give movies. Okay. Movies for Mr. Kirk, and it's the 2000s. In a countryside town bordering on a magical land, a young man makes a promise to his beloved that he'll retrieve a fallen star by venturing into the magical realm. This is the plot of what 2007 film starring Charlie Cox, Claire Danes, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Robert De Niro? I I know which movie we're talking about. I've seen it. I love it. I'm trying to remember exactly what the title is because... It's star something, and I'm pretty sure it's Stardust. I'm making sure that it's not something else. Yeah, Stardust. We'll go with that. Stardust is correct. Nice. Pre Daredevil, right. Charlie Cox. Can I say yeah. I don't think I knew. I, I, I wouldn't could have named anything he was in before Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and. Robert De Niro as a fantastically uh, flamboyant Captain Shakespeare as the and the sky sky pilot captain he is is so funny. All right, that leaves TV for Adam. What uh, decade is he going to get? It does. And Adam's decade is the two thousands. All right, and we have another question from Janelle. Thank you, Janelle. Thank, thank you, Janelle. What your room would look like was totally up to your neighbors and designers, like Frank, Heidi, Vern, Doug, or Genevieve, in this popular rede- redecorating show on TLC. You read it again. What your room would look like was totally up to your neighbors and designers like Frank, Heidi, Vern, Doug, or Genevieve in this popular redecorating show on TLC. Okay. Yeah, like I've heard of this show. Um not called uh something like hmm. Uh I'm gonna just I'm not gonna get there, but I'm gonna say house swap. House swap is incorrect. Yeah. Matt, can you steal? Thank God. Yes, I've seen this show a bajillion times with my family. Housewap's actually really close. It's called Trading Spaces. Yes. Oh, 
Trading spaces is correct. All right, that is the end of round two. Adam, what is our score going into the final round? All right, Matt was able to save a little bit of face there, uh, and he has not doubled up or anything. He's gotten a little bit closer. Adam is still a good bit in the lead. He has 90 to Matt's 60. You asked him like six questions that I could have bullseyed all of them, and then you give me nonsense like, ugh. Anyway, that's that's, that's the, the, the dice. dice. I know. The, di- I know. When the dice was angry. You didn't say literature. That's what I'm saying. I'm sticking to it. It's all good. All right. Well, let's find out what categories are going into our final round. Adam, since you were in the lead, you get to pick the first category. Even though I missed that last one, I'm going to go back to TV. The decade will be the 80s. Oh, finally. Oh, that's right. Our right. first 80s. Yeah. Yeah, it is our first 80s. All right. And Matt. I need to pick a category that. Did he miss any questions in that? No, no. Yes, but so did I. So not that. Um, let's try slang. Okay. And that decade will be the 2000s. Oh, joy. All right. So based on ni- or excuse me, 80s TV and 2000s slang, go ahead and write down your bids. Uh, shall I just type to you since I don't have a... <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll trust you. I mean, if you're yeah, cheating we'll... at this game, Matt, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. a big problem. <laughs> here, here, I can I can send it just to John. Sure. Well, send send it to Adam. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm the one who, yeah, uh, since I'll okay. be doing okay. the math. All right, do you want me to send mine as well? Or Sure. Sure. Let's do it. All right, I've got them. All right. Here is your 80s TV question, which is also brought to you by Janelle. I've Janelle. Said Thanks, Janelle. On what hit show would you have heard the line, Hi, I'm Larry. This is my brother Daryl. This is my other brother Daryl. And your 2000 slang question, This portmanteau was originally coined by editor Dave Carney of Big Brother magazine in the 90s, but came to prominence in the mid-2000s as a term for two gentlemen with a strong friendship. While our contestants are thinking about their answers, uh, I want to implore every single one of you out there, go check out Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Uh, That's a show that I do with my friend Corey. We have gone through every single episode of of Seinfeld, and we are currently now going through Curb Your Enthusiasm on our Patreon feed. So if you're a big fan of those shows, check it out. I'm good on that. I'm good. I'm locked in. All right, well, let's find out what you put. Matt, since you were behind, what were your answers to the questions? Well, I had to think about, like, I knew Larry and Daryl, Dar- Larry, Daryl, and Daryl were from one of the New Heart shows, but I had to remember what the title was because they were very similarly titled two different shows. And I believe his earlier one was just called The New Heart Show. And then the later one where he was in the, the inn that got eaten by the golf course at the end, I think that was just called New Heart. So that's what I went with. And then for the portmanteau, I, as soon as I hear this, I'm going to just silently scream, sadly. Um, <laughs> all I could think of was Brosif, so I went with that. With what? Brosif. <laughs> like okay. Joseph and brother. Jo- right. Brosif, yeah. Gotcha. All right. And Adam, what were your answers? All right. So for the TV, I also said New Heart. Uh, that was the, the second New Heart show. The first one was the Bob New Heart show. Uh, and then the second one was New Heart, where then at the end he woke up back in his back from a dream where he was back in the original show. So I said New Heart for the TV and for the slang. Um, you were close, Matt, if I'm right. It, uh, I wish it was guy love, but it's not guy love between two guys. Uh, I said bromance. <laughs> bromance. 
All right, let's find out the answer to the questions. Uh, uh, 80s TV, excuse me. Uh, the hit show where you would have heard that line was indeed Newhart. And in 2000 slang, the portmanteau, ter- portmanteau term was indeed bromance. So there's not going to be much uh, drama, but let's find out what our final score was. Matt, how much did you bid? Uh, I wasn't thinking very close, very uh, hard about this one. I, I probably should have in case he got one of them wrong, but I just bet 60 because... Because it's a fake Yeah, it's, it's like, does it matter? Know, point, questions are Real podcast the fake points. <laughs> yes. All right, and uh, Adam, how much did you bid? Uh, I did. I bet to cover. I bet the 31. All right. Adam, mathematize it and let yep. us know what our final score is. With a final score of 121 to 0, Adam Wendell is the winner of the day. All right. Congratulations, Adam. A good first showing. Thank you very much. Matt, we'll get you there one day. Yes. I mean, that would require me to become better at trivia, which I obviously (laughs) haven't in the last five years. I know the feeling. (laughs) All right. Well, let's... uh, Let's round this off. Uh, Matt, I'll let you go first with uh, anything you'd like to uh, plug. Um, well, we're recording this during uh, June, so happy Pride, everybody. And, um, yeah, stay safe out there and uh, find your allies, and uh, let's let's walk forward together. Awesome. And Adam? All right, I will echo the happy Pride, uh, and I will also add uh, a quick... Shout out to my lovely spouse, Sarah Wendell, who you can find at Smart Bitches Trashy Books or Smart Podcast Trashy Books if you're interested in romance fiction or just funny women being funny about stuff. Sounds like fun. I'm I'm definitely going to be checking out that podcast for sure. Yep. Uh, Probably for the funny women, not necessarily for the trashy books. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, if uh, the most our most popular episode ever, she interviewed Chuck Tingle. And I don't know if you know who that is, but go look up Chuck Tingle. The name sounds familiar, so I definitely have heard of him. I just I can't piece it together. Uh, kids, um, but, don't uh, go look up Chuck Tingle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you to Matt and Adam. Well, that's Adam, and I'm John, and this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. We wrestled the demon Pazuzu in The Exorcist. Your mother is in here, Karis. Would you like to leave a message? I'll see that she gets it. We hooked the fisherman killer, Ben Willis, and I know what you did last summer. Oh, you got a letter? I got run over, Helen gets her hair chopped off, Julie gets a body in her trunk, and you get a letter. That's balanced. We survived a summer away with the angel of death, Angela Baker, in sleepaway camp. Look what I did. I packed you and your cousin some goodies for the ride up to camp. Wasn't that nice of me, hmm? But we ain't seen nothing yet. Join Alex and Dean of the Return Revenge Resurrection Podcast as we go toe-to-toe with the ever-resourceful Michael Myers. I shot him six times!
Be there as we discuss the Halloween franchise in its entirety, from John Carpenter's beloved 1978 classic to David Gordon Green's epic forthcoming finale. I shot him in the heart. We cover it all. The good, the bad, and the bloody. Return, Revenge, Resurrection. A podcast that slashes its way through horror movie franchises. You don't know what death is. New episodes every Thursday. Available wherever podcasts are found. I told everyone!